Hello everyone and welcome to Pnimius, the down-to-earth Hasidic podcast. I want to take a moment first to um, dedicate this year Leilu Nishmas and in honor of the 11 Kedoshim who were murdered here in the past week in Israel. May Hashem make justice and revenge their blood. Hashem Ikoim Domum. The topic of today's class is about Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That's going to be um, now this upcoming Shabbos. Rosh Chodesh Nisan is a very important date in the Jewish calendar. It's basically the day that um, our official relationship with Hashem began. Meaning Hashem did speak to Avraham, Mitzchok Yaakov, to Moshe Rabbeinu and sent messages to the Eden. But on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, it was the first time that we got full and complete dedicated mitzvahs to all of the nation together as a preparation before going out of Mitzrayim. Now, what's interesting is to notice that when that starts, Hashem tells the Eden, This is the first month for you for all the months. Rishon Lochem will be the first for you from now on, you start counting the year from Nisan, besides for Tishrei, which means we still keep Tishrei for certain things, but we also have another head, beginning of the year, so we have one year with two heads. Um, yeah, very Jewish, um, compli- co- complex and complicated. Um, and so within this Pasuk, Hashem gives them basically three detailed mitzvahs, one to start the calendar counting the months from Nisan, to be Mekadesh the Chodoshim, to sanctify the months. Basically, the way it would work is that two witnesses would have to come to the, to the Sanhedrin and tell them they have seen the, the, the moon birth. They saw it starting to shine a little, a little half-circle line of light. And basically, the Chachomim already had to know the astronomy behind it. That's why the Rambam brings the whole thing in Ilchus Kiddush HaChodesh in order to confirm if the witnesses, if the testimony is truth, and when that is confirmed, then they sanctify, they declare that they Rosh Chodesh. But then there is another aspect to, uh, to this mitzvah of the Jewish calendar, and that is that although we count according to the moon, although we go according to the moon, um, and, and, and it's a lunar calendar, but we still keep an anchor, a connection, with the solar calendar. Why? And it's because of Pesach. That's why it's connected. The concept is very shaykh uh, to now, Chedesh Nisan and Pesach, because since the Torah tells us that Pesach should be Chaga Aviv, in the Chedesh or Oviv, the Torah says that Pesach is the Yom Tev of spring. And in order to make it during spring, you need to have, because the, the seasons depend on the solar calendar, and the lunar calendar has ten and a half days. It's ten and a half days shorter than the solar one. And therefore, if you only count according to the lunar calendar, then every three years you lose one month. Every ten years you lose a full season, which means Pesach would move a full season every ten years. You would have Pesach during the winter, during the summer, during the autumn, etc. And in order to make sure Pesach falls on spring, then every two or three years we add one more month um, 
and that's why um, every three years, because like you lose those 30 days, you catch up with the full month of other Shani, and then we go back to having Pesach um, during the spring. Now, many, many Mephorshim and many Chachomim try to wonder uh, what's the, the true meaning of this so much so that, that the Chachomim say that the Torah should have started from there. Like, it only started from Bereshis for a side reason, etc. But the truth is that this is where the Torah starts. This is where Hashem's mitzvahs to us start. And it's a wondrous concept to see that, like, the first mitzvah is so technical. It's like, basically, how to set up a calendar. Of course it has a meaning, before, because before you make the... the before you can make the presentation, you first need, need a stage. And it's as if Hashem is like basically setting up the fabric of the stage of time, the calendar in which we will be living our Jewish life for the generations to come. And yet, there must be something else. There must be uh, something, some deeper inner message that if you meditate, if you contemplate the concept, you'll be able to see. So we'll start with the point the Rebbe brings in a Mikhtov Kloli, in a general letter. The letters that the Rebbe used to write to every single Jew in every place on earth. Literally, the Rebbe would send letters to every Eid. And I remember as a kid giving them out in Mivtoim. They would print them by the thousands, translated into Spanish or into all the languages. And basically, excuse me, are you Jewish? Yes, the Lubavitcher Rebbe sent you a letter. <laughs> it was an, an interesting, uh, it was a very, very interesting thing. In one of those letters, uh, I think Tovshim Emdalet, the Rebbe explains that the difference between the sun and the moon is that the sun is always shining the same. You see, we always, the kids always draw the sun like with a smiley. It's always shining, it's always smiling. It doesn't have differences. We might have a, a, a cloudy day, a dark day, but it's because the clouds cover the sun from us, but the sun is still shining the same. Um, and so much so that you take off with the plane and you, you right away you see above the clouds it's sunny and nice. Although under it was like dark and, 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 and rainy perhaps. Now the sun is always there and it's always shining and it's always the same. It has no differences, no cycles, no at least to the effect, of, the way it, effect, it affects us. It's always constant. The sun represents constancy and stability as opposed to the very different cycle of the moon from our perspective the moon sometimes is revealed and shining sometimes it's concealed and hidden and it's not just okay because we see it from this perspective or from that ang angle and that's why uh, it's not a true thing it's a subjective thing no it's it's a true thing first of all it affects us really like in a real way like if you don't have artificial light then at night during the you dalet above design of the month. You could literally walk through the farm and and find your way around through the forest. And if you walk during the days of like five days before and after Rosh Chodesh, you can't see a thing. And also, we know that it affects the tides of the water with its different gravity because of the position. I'm not evoking the details, but but it, it's a real thing. So the the moon goes through phases. It, it grows and then and then. It becomes smaller. It shines a lot, and then it has no shine. And the Rebbe says that the fact that we count and we go in our calendar according to the moon, and still we do keep a connection with the with the solar calendar, is basically to teach us that 
the main idea of being a id is constant change, constant advancement, advancing, going ahead, being a mehalech. Avraham Avinu was holech venosoya hanegvo. The, the first mitzvah that we find in the Torah that Hashem tells Abraham Avinu, which was actually the, the, one of the last nisioines, uh, but, but in the Torah is the first one that we read, is Lech Lecho. Yiddishkai starts with the call of Hashem to Abraham Avinu to tell him to move. Keep on going, keep on moving, keep on advancing. You can't become, you can't be like the... Years ago, when they, when they, when, when photography was in, uh, whatever the invented, developed, um, the chassidim used to say that a chassid can never be like a picture. A picture has a mila that has the, you know, the the, the, the mile of freezing a moment in time, and then even as you grow older, you can see it and remember memories, etc. And yet, the problem with the picture is that it itself is not alive. It doesn't have movement. It doesn't become better or even worse. It doesn't become uh, older. The picture is always there, the same thing. And a chosid can never afford to be a picture. You need to be a living, dynamic thing with change. And change, of course, includes irido because it's irido de tzedekhalio. There are fluctuations up and down, but it's all on your way up. And that's where we need the anchor of stability of the sun. I imagine it like, uh, like uh, you know, those uh, um, economic graphs when you want to show the, the advancement of uh, price throughout time. So you have a vertical axis showing um, 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 price and then an horizontal axis showing time. And then as time goes, like prices go up and down, you might have a fluctuating line like, like this up and down and up and down. But then there is a tendency, a clear tendency, that it's a, it's a straight line, either up or down. And that's basically the straight line inside of the curves. So all the curves that go up and down, they, they should always be anchored by a middle steady stability. Which means it's fine if you're going down, it's fine if you're going up, as long as you're anchored in the stability of the sun. Which means you have to have one part in your life that's always the same, that represents commitment, that represents no quitting, that it's the inner power of the soul that you commit to something and you're not going to quit. And yet within that structure, you need to make sure that there is inner movement, that there is growth. Now, the interesting thing is that this mitzvah of counting to the moon, but still keeping track of the sun, is the mitzvah given to us in the beginning of, we said, Chodesh Nisan. What's Nisan? Nisan is Miloshan Nes. Miracle. That's when the miracles happened. We come from the Eser Makois, then the, the miracle of like two million people going out of a country that was impossible to leave one person. No one could escape. And all of a sudden, two million people walk out happily. Beyad Romo. And then the Kriyasi Amsuf. There were incredible miracles and at the beginning of that process of miracles we get this mitzvah of counting to the moon what's the opposite of nisan the other beginning of the year we said it's tishrei what do we commemorate on tishrei the creation of the world the beginning of nature in other words tishrei represents teva nature nisan represents miracles above nature 
Now, one incredible thing about the, the physical, the, the, the practical Teva that Hashem created, any aspect of Teva, when you learn, I don't know, medicine, astronomy, biology, chemistry, wh- whatever part of nature, of science that analyzes nature you study, they all have one thing in common, and it's the reason why they work. Why could you trust the doctor? You go to the doctor, and you're like, uh, it hurts here, you tell him the symptoms, he checks you, checks your blood or whatever, an x-ray, whichever uh, uh, test they need to diagnose, and once they get the, the diagnosis, they're like, okay, the way you act, uh, uh, the way you react to this situation is A, B, C, D, treatment. Now, how do you know my body's gonna react in a specific way to that specific treatment? Well, because it has worked like that in the past 200,000 bodies that had the same thing and got cured because of this treatment. In other words, science, which studies Teva, Teva is based on repeti- repetition and predictability. It's stable. It's always the same. You can study the, 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 the whole, uh, whatever, the astronomy, and then you could know when Comet Halley will, will show up and we can take pictures with it. <laughs> you can predict the weather, you can know how a plant is going to grow according to the climate of the place, etc. In other words, Teva is security, stability, and knowledge that it will always be the same. That's what Hashem promised Noyach after the Mabul. It was like a big shock. And then Hashem said, don't worry, from now on, I'm never going to get that angry. It's fine. From now on, um, what's, what's called uh, light and darkness, Summer and winter, seasons and nature will not rest. I will keep the cycle steady so you guys can rest assured that there is something you can rely on. And basically, reliability, stability, Teva. And that's where the infinity of Hashem hides. That's why Teva is called Teva, Miloshoin, Tovea, something that is drowned hidden, like something that you throw something on the water and it drowns under, and then you can't see it anymore. It's there, but you can't see, you only see the water that covers it. Same thing is with Teva. You see a system, a repetitive system, a perfect, uh, reliable um, structure, and there is some infinite energy inside of it, but you can't see it. You only see it when miracles happen. What's a miracle? It's the same thing. It's also energy of Hashem. But in this case, revealed. It's a higher level of Hashem's energy, a higher level of oil, and also it's revealed. So once in a while, like a one-off, Hashem makes big revelations, big miracles. And it's unpredictable. That's not something you can count on. You don't do things based on hoping for a miracle. That's why miracles are called jumps that's why pesach that is the beginning of the jewish holidays and it's the, it starts in the beginning of nisan miloshen nes the first and foremost nes was pesach what's pesach skipping hashem skipped over the houses of the jews those who had the dam pesach and bismillah and hashem said i will make you i will have you live thanks to your blood bekitzur hashem skipped our houses and protected us while punishing the rashoim now Besides for the, uh, I don't know how to, besides for the horizontal skipping, <laughs> like going through the houses, there is a spiritual meaning in this uposach Hashem. Hashem skipped his own system. He made a system, a seder ishtal shelus. 
in which his light gets concealed in order to allow for a natural limited structure for things to work in a proper way. In the morning the sun rises and in the after, uh, at night the sun uh, sets, whatever. And that's the way things should be. And there shouldn't be any change. And yet sometimes Hashem cheats. He cheats on his own created system. He cheats on his own That's a miracle. When Hashem shows his hand out of the glove. And that's why when we talk about Moshiach, we also say, um, It's a posuk in Shirashirim. She, the Kale, is talking about her loved one that's coming. And she's like, I can hear him. I can hear him coming, jumping through the, through the mountains, skipping uh, through the, the, the Gvaot. So why is Moshiach skipping and jumping? Can he just walk or run or take a taxi or something? Moshiach comes skipping because that is the meaning of Moshiach. Bringing Moshiach to humanity is a big jump. What's jumping as opposed to walking? When you walk, you always keep, like there's one foot behind and one um, uh, forward, and there is always connection between the place of step one and the area of step two. As opposed to when you jump, you skip the process of step one, two, three, four, however, far you jump, you're skipping the process, you're skipping the in-between madrigas, and you're revealing the level one into level four. So, which one is it? What is it to be a Jew? To connect to Hashem's skipping and jumping Pesach, or to connect to Hashem's walking through nature and say there is Talshilus and normal and, 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 and regular stability system? The answer, I think, it's in an amazing very simple but amazing word story of the Rebbe Rashab. Once a Mashpia asked the Rebbe Rashab whether um, he should, you know, a Mashpia is meant to not just teach, he's meant to, to influence, to build his students from the bottoms up. He's meant to, uh, to motivate their inner heart their, their heart, their soul, their inner being in order to, like, he tries to influence them from within from the inside towards the outside, not imposing data from the outside into them. And so it's a tough job. And when you go to Fabreng with the kids or with the students, with whoever it is on the other side, you, you need to know what you're doing and try your best and put your heart to it and your mind, etc. And so they must, this Mashpia went to the Rebbe Rashab and asked, um, what, what should I do? Should I prepare? Should I like study and prepare and take notes and 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 and, and know from before what I'm going to say? Or should I just improvise? Basically get to the Fabring and try to get inspired, say Lechaim, sing Anigun, and, and whatever comes out will be the words that Hashem puts in my mouth. And the Rebbe Rashab told them, if you don't prepare the Fabring and you're a Balgaiva, you're a haughty person, who do you think you are? Like all of a sudden your words will be very perfect? No, you need to sit and learn and prepare. But if you only say what you prepared, then you're a shoite. Preparing is being a shoite, not preparing is being a balgaiba. So, what do you want me to do? And the answer is both. Be fully prepared, walk the walk, learn, the, the, learn and, and become professional in what you're doing. Go step by step, understand the structure of what you're doing and why you're doing and how and all the details of it. And then, 
then don't be limited by the box that you created for yourself. Then let Hashem shine His light to you. Then give space for change, for dynamic, for advancement, for mehalech. And it's both. It's both together. Now this brings us to the difference between Shabbos and Yom Tev. It's a very amazing point. It says in, in, in Gemara, Rashi brings it in, in, in Pasha Seymour when it speaks about the Yomim Tevim. It says, Whoever profanes the, the Yom Tev, if you don't keep Yom Tev, it's the same as if you don't keep Shabbos. Apparently, this Maimar Chazal comes to just emphasize the, the, the gravity of not keeping Yom Tev. Like, let you don't, like, don't you think that because Yom Tev is a little... Uh, more kuladik, you're allowed to, you know, the Torah allows you to cook on Yom Tev, etc. So it's not the same as Shabbos. Shabbos is oh, very serious. Yom Tev, it's less. So don't you think that if you are Mechalel Yom Tev, it's the same as if you're Mechalel Shabbos. But it can't be just that. It's not only the, the, the gravity of the Aveiro. It's actually a comparison. And let's analyze what it means. What is the difference between Shabbos and Yom Tev? Again, on Shabbos, we're commemorating the creation of the world. We're making an edus, fulfilling an edus of the Torah, which is us standing as witnesses of Hashem. We say by Hulu and Leil Shabbos, and we declare to the world, this is the day we rest because Hashem rested, because Hashem created the world, and Hashem created the world in a specific way, six days active work, and one day um, influencing through rest. Basically, there is a whole system, but it's a witness. We're witnessing, it's a testimony about the creation of the world. We're declaring that Teva has to do with the Evishter. On Yom Tev, we celebrate miracles. On Yom Tev, we celebrate something extra that happened, something that normally shouldn't have happened. Kriyas Yamsuf, or Yetzias Mitzrayim, Hashem revealing Himself and giving the Torah to all the Jews, Him protecting us with clouds of glory for 40 years and feeding us man in the desert that we celebrate on, on Sukkot. So on, on Yom Tev, we celebrate miracles, extras. On Chavez, we celebrate regular stability. One is excitement, passion, extra. The other one is regular structure, typical repetition. That's why Chavez is a day of enjoyment, tainug. It's a day, sorry, of pleasure. And yet, the pleasure is not expressed out loud. It's not an extroverted holiday. Chavez, you're like, it, it, it says that, Chazal wanted us to learn Torah the whole Shabbos. There is a Maimar Hazal. Chachomim wanted to forbid, they wanted to prohibit speech on Shabbos. Because it's a day for introspection. I speak, I, I, and then it says like, okay, fine. They allowed us to speak Torah words. <laughs> like, okay, thanks. It's a day for learning, for introspection. It's a day for connecting to your deeper inner soul and tasting it. And yes, it is a tainug, it is pleasure, but it's of a deeper inner character. As opposed to this, Yom Tevis, excitement, song, dance, eating more, drinking. Yom Tevis, an extrovert, extroverted uh, happiness. Because you're celebrating an extroverted, jumpy miracle. When you connect to the above nature, you connect in an above regular way. When you connect to the regular seder of things, you connect in a regular way. And that in Chesidus is expressed through the difference between mind, brain, and heart. The brain, the mind, 
is quiet, is cold, logic. And Shabbos, you use your mind, and Yontev, you use your heart. That's why even in the, in the uh, what's it called, in the greeting, we say Shabbat Shalom. We don't say, have an exciting Shabbos. We say, have a peaceful Shabbos. And in Yomtev we say, Afreilach in Yomtev, Agut Yomtev, Chag Sameach. It's very different. And it's a different experience. Now, this difference between heart, this difference between heart and mind, we also find it regarding the feeling. When we put on feeling, we use two pairs, to, uh, we use the, the, the pair of feeling is two, um, two, one in the, on, uh, um, on our arm next to the heart and one on our head, one connected to the heart, one connected to the mind. And there is an interesting Gemara that says, why that feeling the Toiro speaks about it in plural. Why is it in plural? Says the Gemara because as long as the feeling are on your head, you have to make sure there are two. When it's in the arm, on the arm, it's fine if it's only one. Which means that's why we start by putting on the feeling Shaliyad and only then the feeling Shaloish. You can't do the other way around because then the feeling Shaloish would be by itself and the feeling Shaloish cannot be by themselves. They have to be always second they have to always be two in plural the one in the heart is in singular the one in the head is in plural why because the head without the heart doesn't work but the, the heart without the head it could work says the Baal Shem Tov that the heart of Eid is to love Hashem to love a fellow Jew to love yourself to be excited for Yiddishkeit to have passion for mitzvahs to enjoy life to connect to the Eivishter to have a full heart. Leib of Sholem, Leov the Chobe, Leib Sholem. Like, Vetaher Libeinu Leov the Chobe Emes. To have a pure heart to serve Hashem Be'emes. And the mind, the head, Hashem gave us a, a brain, of course, to understand, to learn, to connect, to know the logic of Torah, to understand the Alochas, to learn the depth of the, of the, of this, of the Soides of Torah. And if you have only the heart, the passion, the excitement, the commitment, the love, the fear, if you have the emotions of Yiddishkeit without the knowledge, it's not complete mitzvah, but it's still yoyte. It's okay. You could do that. But if you only have the knowledge without the heart, you can't. It's not even allowed. And that's why the Pilko always says that kol mi merubo al maizov en if you have more knowledge than practice, than actions, you can give a 20-hour deep shiur about the mitzvahs of Tzedakah, but you'll never put your hand in your pocket and lose $20 for someone else, then your chokhmo, not that you're lacking the mitzvahs and the action, your chokhmo will disappear and it's not miskayemes. You'll forget it. It's like learning a new language and not having who to practice it with. You'll forget it. You can't know the Torah without practicing it. You will not only not do it, you will not know it. And we connect practice with heart, because like the Tanya says, the heart is the one inspiring action. The heart is the one that motivates action in Poyal Mamesh. So if you don't have a heart, you don't have Poyal Mamesh. If you don't have Poyal Mamesh, your entire Chochmo is not going to stay for a long time. And that's connected to the Pasuk in Mishle, a beautiful, wonderful Pasuk that says, what does it help to have the money for the full price? 
in the hand of a shoite, of a fool, Lignois Chochmo, to purchase intelligence, Veleiv Oin, if he's lacking the heart. So the Pshat of the Pasuk, according to the Meforshim, is it won't help you if you can buy the books or if you can listen to a class if your heart is not open and sensitive to the Betaira. But pay attention to the expression. What would it help you to have the price, to have the money to pay for the intelligence if you're lacking the heart? It's not, it doesn't say if you're lacking the mind. Like don't buy the book if you're stupid, if your IQ is not over 100 or something. It doesn't say that. It says don't buy the book if your emotional intelligence is lower than 100. Don't buy the book if your heart is not willing to be open and to access all the concepts of, of Torah and Chesides. And that's basically the amazing teaching and 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 Nesinas Koyach. We get a, a very special extra power of of Elokus on this Yom Tev because this year Pesach, which is Yom Tev, falls on Shabbos. We have the ability to have, to develop, to connect to both virtues. It can be like the sun and like the moon at the same time. Like a miracle and like nature. You can walk while you're jumping. Learn, prepare and improvise at the same time. Have a routine that you respect with, with, with commitment and at the same time break it with transcendence. transcendence. It's Shabbos and Yom Tov together. Brain and heart. Nefesh and Goof. Miracle and Teva. So the, the Oiro we should take from this Chodesh Nisan that it's beginning now and then the Pesach that will fall on Shabbos is that not only we maintain like both separately, like we have stability on one hand, like commitment, and on the other hand, we have also create, creativity and inspiration. Mm-mm. The idea is to have both together, to have your structure flexibilized until the infinite, while at the same time, your change and your advancement and your progress is defined by responsibility and by a structure and by commitments. To not only celebrate the extras of life and then look at routine like, like a sober, cold, distant perspective, but have both. Learn to see a miracle inside of every little thing of life. Every day, every day you wake up, the sun rises, you can see your parents or your children alive and healthy. That's already a big enough miracle to celebrate. Find the Yom Tev inside of the Shabbos and find the Shabbos inside of the Yom Tev. See the amazing Brach of Hashem in every simple thing. And at the same time, whenever something very special happens, make sure you keep it in a little bottle that you can open then and, and, and smell the smell of that miracle throughout the routine of the boring days. This Pesach should teach us to be able to jump while we walk and see a sun inside of every moon. Thank you for listening. And Bezos Hashem will hear each other again next week. As always, all your comments, questions, uh, and challenges are welcome. And don't forget to support this work so we can keep on bringing them out. Shkoyach for listening and till next week.